Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Oh God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you've already done in this place with praise and worship and prayer, and prayer Father. And God, we're so excited. God, we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do, Father. God, I just say, have your way here in my life, Father, for your glory. God, let your word come forth, Father, with power and accuracy, Father. And God, we thank you, Lord. We're excited, God. And God, we just thank you and we bless your holy name, God, for you're worthy. God, you're worthy to be praised, God. Oh, God, there is none like you, Father. And we take these few minutes just to say we love you, Father. Oh, God, we love you, God. And we depend upon you, Father, for you're our high tower, Father. You're our refuge, Father. We turn to you, Father, for everything that we need in our lives, Father, for we know that you have the answers. Father, and we thank you and we give you glory, God, and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Uh, Pastor Duane asked me to speak on prayer. And in researching this, I'm going, wow, God, there's a lot to prayer that I don't know <laughs> and a lot more to learn. The title of my message is, How Are You Praying? Now, prayer is old as man, as universal as religion, and as instinctive as breathing. You can pray in an instant. And prayer comes from the heart and usually with a need, a need greater than man's ability to meet. Now, most believers try to pray. We try, yet so few of us really know how. The thing about prayer, we have to make sure that our hearts are right. Because if we go to God with a wrong heart, wrong motives, our prayers would not be answered. Let's look at two men in the Bible who prayed in the motives of their heart. If you turn to me to Luke 18, verses 9 through 14. And it says, let's see here. He, all, he, meaning Jesus, also told this, faith, this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, a Pharisee, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast <laughs> twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing afar off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humble, 
but the one who humbles himself will be exhausted. So here we have two men. And what's so interesting about it is these two men, they went to the same place at the same time for the same purpose, to pray. And the Pharisee, he began to pray and he was talking to God about all the things he's done. He thought himself better than others. And he also thought himself worthy uh, to get his prayers answered. I'm not like the extortioner, the, uh, the adulterers, uh, or even this tax collector over here. So he was saying, I deserve my prayers answered. And so he prayed in his righteous, his self-righteous heart, full of pride. He told God of his own goodness. He boasted, I fast twice a week, I, uh, and I get, give tithes off everything I get. I'm not like these other men, just caught up in pride. Now, when the tax collector prayed, he came to God with, in great humility. He was conscious of his unworthiness. He confessing himself to be a sinner and begging for mercy. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. God heard his prayers and he answered them. The Bible said this man went back to his house justified. He was vindicated by God of all his wrongdoings. God vindicated him. He saved him. He made him righteous as if he had never sinned before. This kind of prayer is the ones that God hears and answers. God had mercy on him and answered his prayer. Now, when we pray, we have to realize it's a privilege to pray. And we shouldn't take it lightly. Number one, it brings you into close fellowship with God. If I ask the question, what is prayer? I believe the most common answer would be talking with God, communicating with God, which is true. But I would like to explore some other aspects of prayer. So you guys bear with me. The first one is, prayer is asking and receiving. When you know the will of God pertaining to your situation, whether it be physical, materially, or spiritual, you can go to the word of God and base your prayer on the word of God. And you can have confidence that he will hear you. In 1 John 5, 14 and 15, it says, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, his word, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. So number one, your prayers must line up with the will of God, line up with his word. And ask means to demand, to request, and to desire. 
Now, the word will, I found in uh, the Step Bible, another meaning that I really like. It means his purpose, design, and sovereign pleasure. His purpose, his word is his purpose. His design is in the word. And his sovereign pleasure can all be found in his word, in the word of God. Now, when we base our prayers upon the word, we can expect to receive the answers. You know why? Because when we pray God's word, we're, 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 we're praying what God says about the situation. And we know that his word will not return unto him, to him void, but accomplish that which he sent it out to do. And what happens is as you continue to pray the word of God, your faith will begin to soar and flourish and you will emerge from your prayer closet with an overcoming victorious attitude. So why wouldn't we pray? The word uh, in John 15 and 7, it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now, I know um, this great man named John Wesley once made a statement. He said, it seems that God is limited by our prayer life that he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. Let me repeat that. It seems that God is limited by our prayer life, that he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. And you think about it, he's already done what he, he needed to do by sending his son. Now it's up to us to rule and reign here. And if we have any need, we can be assured. The Bible said we can have confidence that if we ask him, he's going to hear us. And if he's hear us, he's going to answer. Amen? Amen. So prayer is asking and receiving. How is your prayer life? Uh, you can also see asking and see, receiving in Matthew 7, 7. It says, ask and it will be given. So remember, ask is a request, a desire, or a demand. Also, prayer is seeking and finding. Now, usually when you're seeking something, you don't know where it is. So if you do not know the will of God in a particular situation in your life, you are to seek God for the answer. Seek him. And, you, and this type of prayer, is it takes time. You might not get your answer right away, but you don't give up. You continue to seek. You continue to ask. You continue until you get your answer. Now, usually, um, this prayer is not for uh, a quickie. You get in, you get out. Because when you seek for something, you search for it. You, you're looking for it. You're trying to obtain whatever you've lost. You desire to possess whatever you're looking for. You strive for it. So there's work in seeking uh, and, and finding prayers. Go with me to Luke 18, the first uh, verse, verse through 8. 
It says, and he told them a parable to the fact that they ought to always to pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city, city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterwards he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says, and will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So here is this widow, and she goes before the judge asking for justice against her adversary. What's, what was so amazing about this? First, the judge was unrighteous. He, he, he didn't fear God. He confessed to not fearing God, nor did he respect man. So in the natural, the odds were against this widow. She's gone before this unjust, unrighteous judge. It, you think about it because if you don't respect a person, when they speak to you, it's going in one ear and out the other. So the odds were against her, but she kept coming. She kept coming. She kept asking. She kept requesting. She kept seeking. She did not give up. She wanted justice. She demanded justice against her adversary. And he finally gave in because she, was, she began to bother him. She wouldn't give up. Sometimes when you go in prayer to God, you don't get your, get your answer right away. Don't give up. Yes. Don't settle for less. Yes. You Amen. wait upon the Lord and let him give you the answer because what you try to do in, of yourself will not even compare yes. to what he has for you. Amen? Amen. So she kept coming until he gave her her request. Now, the Bible says that God gives his elect, his chosen one, and we, are no, we know that we're his chosen one. We were chosen before the foundation of the world, and the Bible says he chose us. We did not choose him. He's the one who chose us. And so you are to cry before the Lord. If you have a situation not knowing the answer, you cry before Night and day, the Bible said he gives it speedily to the ones who cry before him day and night. But this kind of prayer takes faith because you have to believe God and his word. It says he, he asked the question at, at the end. He said, if the son of man comes up upon the earth, let's see, uh, will he find faith? Let me find the scripture so I can read it right. Okay, bear with me. Mm -hmm. Okay, here, here we go. 
And God's and will not God give justice to his elect who cry before him night and day? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? So this kind of prayer takes faith. You have to know, you have to be confident, you have to believe that what you're asking God for, he will do it. Amen? Amen. Because his word says what he's a rewarder of to those who, what? Diligently seek him. And that verse four, you did not choose me, but I chose you, can be found in John 15, 16. Now go with me to Luke 11. Luke 11, verse five through 10. It says, and he said to them, which of you who has a friend will not, a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has arrived on the journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, do not bother me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get, give up and give him anything because he is a friend, yet because of his impudence, he will not rise and give him what he will. He will rise and give him whatever he needs. So here we have this man. And at midnight, he goes to his friend's house asking for bread because uh, somebody, one of his other friends has come and he has nothing in his house. And the Bible says because of his impudence or importunity, which means because of his perseverance, his uh, persistence, because of his shamelessness, this man had no shame. There was no shame in his game to go to his friend at midnight and ask for three loaves of bread. And, and his friend, he, he said, let me get up because this man going to wear me down. And he, to the point, he said, I will give him as many as he needed. So when you go to God in prayer and you have to go in there, you have to be persistent. You have to have perseverance. You have to know that you're not going to give up because you know that God is a rewarder of those who seek him. And he, if he hears our prayers, the Bible said, he will answer them. He will give you what you need. Amen. And in verse 9 and 10 says, and I tell you, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone that asks, receives, and the one who seeks, find. And to the one who knocks, it will be open. You can find that uh, the same accountant passage in Matthew 7, 7. And it goes on and says, If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, 
how much more will your Father who is in, who is in heaven mm -hmm. give good things to those who ask him? Prayer is asking and receiving, is seeking and finding. Prayer is also knocking and open, opening. Now, when you know the will of God and you're going to God because although you know his will, the door is still shut. You have to keep on Keep on knocking. Keep on knocking. Keep on knocking until the doors are open. How are you praying? Now, this knocking prayer, it's a tenacious prayer. It sticks its teeth in and don't give up. It's, it's prayer for moving mountains. It's miracle working prayer. But you have to have faith for knocking prayer also, because faith is what gives it its character and brings results. So you have to have faith, and it's not for the lighthearted. I remember when I first get, got saved, one of the very first scriptures that um, I learned was in Mark 11, verse 23 and 24. It says, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so, your heavenly, so that your Father who is in heaven will forgive you your trespasses. This was one of the first scriptures I learned as a new Christian. And it was, um, it, it has been proven so many times in my life when I've asked God for something and he's, he's brought it to pass. Just like the widow in, in Luke 18, we, uh, we talked about, she had knocking faith. She, 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 she had uh, seeking faith, she, I mean prayer. She, she sought God. She, she sought and sought until she got her answer. Do you have knocking prayer, faith? How are you praying? The key is it takes faith. Like I said, the faith gives your prayer character and the results. It secures the results you need. How many times have you read in the Bible when God, when Jesus said, thy faith has made thee whole. Thy faith has made you whole. Now, unbelief and unforgiveness will hinder your prayers. Just like I just read, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, forgive if you want anything, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father 
who's in heaven will forgive you. Now, I'm going to give you some reasons why you should pray. Number one, because Jesus said men ought to always pray and not lose heart. So prayer is imperative. We are commanded to pray. In Matthew 6, 26, 41, it says, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. I mean, this, this would be uh, a no-brainer. You know, you're, you're living holy. You want to continue to live holy. So you continue to watch. You continue to read your word. You continue to pray so you won't walk into temptation. Prayer, prayer is a means for getting our needs met and our desires. Because if you're walking for God, he's not going to put ungodly desires in your heart. He's, he's going to put those desires that he would have to come to pass in there and bring them to pass. I remember when me and my husband got married, I had two boys. He had kids from a previous marriage. So we had a big family. And we decided we're not having no more kids. We got plenty. We got the Dixon Bunch, so we're good. Three boys and a girl, right? And what was so interesting is God began to deal with my heart to have another child. Now, I didn't know that he was doing the same thing with my husband. He was dealing with his heart to have another child. And we began to talk about it and realize God had put that on our heart, that desire on our heart. And so we, we prayed, God, send me a girl, because I really wanted a girl. Uh, I was determined. To the point that we didn't let them tell us what the sex was. To the point was that I was shopping. All girl stuff. From little ruffled dresses, to the hair bows, to the lace socks, all of that. Now, if I would have had a boy, Lord have mercy, John would have had a lot of returning to do because I went crazy. And thank God we had a girl, and I had all the little bows and the lace socks and the ruffled dresses to bring her home. <laughs> but, but God put that desire in our heart, and he brought it to pass. So prayer is the means to get our needs met and our desire. It's there for the asking. Because in James 4, 2, it says, you have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask amiss or wrongly. So you can fulfill the desires of your lust. I mean, upon you, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, another reason to pray is because there's joy in prayer. In John 16, 24, it says, until now you have asked me nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Now, I didn't say that. The Bible said that. God said that. That your joy may be full. Prayer can also bring deliverance out of all of your troubles. It unlocks the wisdom of God. What did God say about wisdom in James 1, 5? If any of you like wisdom, to ask. So prayer is a mighty channel of power. 
And if you think about it, as, as believers, it's a sin for us not to pray. You can find that in 1 Samuel 12, 23. This is one of the most important reasons to pray. Because sinners can be saved. Romans 10, 13, and 12. If Jesus prayed on the earth while he was here, why would we not pray? And he's not, he didn't stop there. The Bible says he's sitting on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. He's still praying. He set the example. And we are to pray without what? Ceasing. That means don't stop praying. How are you praying? How are you praying? Now, talk about how to pray. How to pray. It's, it's no harm in asking Jesus or God how we should pray. Excuse me, can somebody give me a paper towel? I left my towel at home. So I'm going to talk about how to pray. Got my notes all mixed up here. This was. Thank you. I get hot. I know the feeling. <laughs> I'm put this in my pocket. Guys, bear with me. Sorry about this. Okay. Okay. I got a list here, so how to pray. Now, when, when the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, he, he did the, what we call the model, model prayer. And, and if you study that, it, was, it has different components to it. It starts off um, praising God, worshiping God, honoring God, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. And it goes on. Let me read it. Let me read the prayer. It's Matthew what? I'm still trying to find my list because I had a, a nice list on how to pray. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> in Matthew 6, <clears throat> 9 through 13. Now, this is the model prayer that um, Jesus gave to his disciples. <clears throat> 
pray like pray then like this our father in heaven hallowed be thy name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it, as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven though forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil <laughs> <clears throat> for, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Amen. So this is the prayer that Jesus taught to his disciples to pray. And like I said, it has different components in it. The first part is honoring and worshiping God, hallowed be your name. And then it talks about his kingdom to come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We should desire that God's kingdom come and take up reign in us. And then we can go and, and uh, have dominion here on earth like God designed, designed man to do from the beginning before uh, the fall. Give us this daily bread. These are your basic needs. So you can go to God in prayer about your ba basic needs. And it talks about forgiving, uh, asking God to forgive your debts as you forgive others. You have to practice forgiving people. You know, I know so many Christians on, call themselves Christians on this earth, but they have all this hatred and and not talking to family members for years at a time. It's a problem. So we have to learn how to forgive. Even if you're not in the wrong, you forgive. You forgive because you're heavenly, so your Heavenly Father can forgive you. I remember years ago, one of my brothers um, was shot to death. He was an alcoholic and the story was he owed some guy, less than a dollar, he wanted his money. My brother didn't have it, and he was shot down on the street corner. And it was, it was a very hard time for my family. And my mom at the time worked in the jail, so she was going to have to go to work, feed the guy, cook the food, and feed the guy that shot her son. And I remember sitting down with her, and she, she was just so broken, and the uh, Lord gave me the opportunity to minister to her. And I said, Mom, you have to forgive. I said, I know it's hard, but you've got to forgive this guy. If you want God to forgive you of your sins, if you want your Heavenly Father to forgive you, you have to forgive. She was able to go back to work, do her job, cook for the inmates, and he was one of the inmates. So I know God will, uh, if you forgive, God will give you the grace and the strength to do whatever you have to do. But you have to practice forgiving. You have to practice forgiving. Amen? Okay. So, where did my paper go? Okay. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Well, I can't seem to find the the sheet is here on how to pray. So, how to pray is what we're talking about. First of all, you pray to the Father in Jesus' name. You have to pray in faith, believing, and you pray in the Spirit. And with understanding. So if you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost, you pray in tongues. You pray in tongues and you also pray with understanding. And you also can pray the model, model prayer. Last but not least, I want to talk about some hindrance to prayer. Hindrance to prayer. And... One of the hindrances to prayer is an un, unharmonious, harmonious relationship between husband and wife. You can find that in 1 Peter 3 and 7. Selfishness will hinder prayers, James 4 and 3. An unforgiving spirit, Matthew 5, 22 and 24. Unbelief will hinder prayers. Mm -hmm. James 1, 6 and 7, also Hebrew 11 and 6. Sin will hinder your prayers. Mm. Now, when you go to God, like I said, prayer is a privilege. It's an honor to pray. And when you go to God in prayer, we should go in humility and asking him to reveal Anything in our lives that's not pleasing to him, ask him to remove them. And he will. He will. You, you ask him to reveal it and you name that stuff and you confess it. You call it by name. Lust come out of me in the name of Jesus. And you forsake it. Not that I had lust. I'm just saying. <laughs> and you ask God in all earnestness for forgiven and you and believe he hears you and he will answer. Amen. You know, you might get the question, does God answer all prayers? That's a biggie. And you can see that from Genesis to Revelation, God answering prayers. Sometimes it might not be the answer you want it to be. Maybe it don't uh, come manifest itself like you thought it would and sometimes there might be a no but believe if God gives you a no he's going to give you the peace with that no no and he's going to give you the grace to trust him because if he says no I, I always say that he got something better for me So today, we can practice praying. If anybody got any need here, God is here to answer it, whether it's physical, materially, or spiritually. God, or some desires God has put in your heart. We can come along, stand with you, and pray, and watch God do it. I know when I got saved, we used to have, a, uh, at Bible study, we used to have a notebook of all people's prayer requests and a date. And we could go back over time and see, oh, God did that. God did this. God did that. You know, he, he will fu fulfill his 
his his part of the deal, but we got to come praying in earnest and with no faults or wrong motives, and also forgiving. Forgiving is one of the biggest, I would say. Lord, thank you, Father, for this word. Father, I give you glory for it, God. And God, I just ask that it takes root in our hearts, Father, that we might not sin against you, Father. God, teach us how to pray, Father. And as we pray, Father, let us pray your word, Father. Pray in the spirit and pray with understanding, Father. We desire to be closer to you, Father. We desire to go deeper in you, Father. We desire to go higher in you, Father. And it all starts with us getting before you, Father, before your face, seeking you like never before, Father. And God, we thank you, Lord, that you are putting good desires in our hearts, Father. And God, you desire good things for us. Your word said you will give, if you being a good father will give good things to us. God, because you know that as fathers here in the natural and mother, we give good gifts to our children, Father. How much more will you give good things to us who ask, Father? And God, we give you glory. We give you honor, God. We thank you, Father, that you have provided for us while we live here on this earth, Father, everything that we need, Father. And we say thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I hope you guys were blessed. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.